In today's economy, many are sitting with heavy questions about their careers, finances, and work-life balance. Maybe you're wondering if working two jobs is worth your valuable time and energy, or how to be more available to yourself and your family, or if now is the right time to make that career transition, career advancement, or jump into entrepreneurship. Hi, my name is Tara Hayslip. I'm the CEO of Grounded Energy 111, international best-selling author and spiritual career mentor. I help entrepreneur women and corporate career women create soul-aligned careers around their lifestyles. If you are or have been feeling like you want to do more with your career by making that change, advancement, or start your own business, I invite you to my free monthly workshop, the Be A Boss Workshop, where you'll meet other women going through similar career transitions and experience an interactive group coaching workshop. For more information, follow me on Instagram at grounded underscore energy 111. Join the grounded community through my link tree and my Instagram bio. Check things out on my website at www.groundedenergy111.com or email me at tara at groundedenergy111.com. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Entrepreneurship Happens, where we discuss everything from the good to the bad to the ugly in your entrepreneurial journey. This week, we'll be talking to Marla Green, a nurse practitioner that decided to start a business to help other nurse practitioners stay consistent with the ever-changing world of medical technology through continued education. So without further ado, let's get into it. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner? Or is your target audience entrepreneurs or business owners? Then we definitely have a spot for you. Become an advertiser or an actual guest on our podcast. We will step informed and we'd love to have you a part of our team. Send an email to info at entrepreneurshiphappens.com and we'll get right back to you and get you all scheduled and on our list. See you then. Awesome. Are you guys ready to get started? I'm ready. All right. Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Just a huge favor and let our listeners know who you are and what do you do? So my name is Marla Green and I'm a nurse practitioner and I am the owner of Educatrix Advanced Practice Seminars. So what we do is we host events in person and online for nurses and nurse practitioners to help them get continuing education credits. And they use those continuing education credits to renew or obtain their licensure or certifications. Awesome, 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 awesome. So Marla, what, why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? I didn't decide to become an entrepreneur. (laughs) It um, It shows you. Yeah, it shows me. It was out of necessity. Um, I I was a nurse practitioner and I was functioning as a nurse practitioner. Um, And then I was driving on 75. I was getting ready to move into a new house and it was a beautiful day. I was drinking my Baja Blast. I had just gotten my hair done. I mean, okay. it was beautiful. I was minding my own business. Okay. We were in stop and go traffic. I was in the right lane and we had stopped. There was an 18-wheeler behind me who didn't realize we had stopped and he was trying <sighs> to merge into the next lane. And yeah, he hit me and it was a four-car accident. It um, bent the frame of my car and I've been disabled, you know, since then, so... 
Wow. 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 Well, you're very blessed to still be here. So thank you for that. Wow. Wow. So yeah, yeah I did choose you. Wow. So you, so you were already practicing, you said at the time. So when you came, when, after you you were injured, um, it kind of came gradually came to you to, well, I can still kind of be in my field. How did that, how did you make that transition? Well, I'm a single mom mm-hmm. and um, I get no other support. Right. And so going from making six figures to being on disability was not the kind of lifestyle that I wanted for my son. Right. And, um, you know, I was, I was raised by a single mom and, um, you know, my dad was there and he did provide support, but, you know, I was raised on that paycheck to paycheck, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was determined to, evolve from that mentality right Right, right, and so you know making it you know going to college getting that degree you know going back and getting a master's and then you know working you know I mean I waited till I was 36 to have a child Mm -hmm. so you know to have it all gone in instant Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. you know devastating and you know I just couldn't go backwards right I just I had come too far um yeah we, we we had my son and I had both come too far to go backwards right so I was determined to do something mm-hmm. so I didn't like immediately jump to continuing education I wish right. um no yeah. first I started trying to sell clothes because you know I, I've always wanted to be a nurse. I've always known that that's what I wanted to do. I want to help people. Right. And so I thought, well, selling clothes is helping people, right? You know, makes people happy. But I'm not a salesperson. I'm a nurse to the core. I'm a choices person. I care about people and I want to give you choices. So with clothes, it was, do you want it or not? Right. (laughs) It wasn't like... And then from clothes, mm. I went to books because I'm passionate about literacy. And, you know, again, it was, do you want it or not? So that well, didn't work. Right. And right. then um, I went right. to health coaching, which actually is really what turned my, my attitude around because I was mm-hmm. so depressed and I felt hopeless and I, I mean, I felt helpless, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was independent. I, I've been independent my whole life. I'm an only right. child. And so I, I just, I didn't know what my purpose was. Right. So going to health coaching um, was great because when I was introduced to health coaching, you no, know, I was looking for a job. Right. And so I thought, oh, well, health coaching is just about food. So, you know, I, I can help people, you know, get healthy, right? Okay. So then when I was like in the community and, you know, trained to be a health coach, I realized that health coaching and taking care of your health is so much more than food. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So much more. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's about mindset. It's about personal mm-hmm. development. It's, yeah, you know, sure. And that was the first time that I had ever been introduced to personal development. 
because when I was younger, you know, personal development was, you know, it was new age. It was crystals. It was Tom Cruise. It was don't do that. So, Tom Cruise. You know. oh, that's, that's a new one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was like, yeah, we can't do personal development, but you know, now, you know, it's, it's totally different. It's framed differently. Um, and that was what really helped me figure out, you know, either I was gonna deal with the pain and get up and keep going, or I was going to lay in bed and let the pain control me. Right. 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 And so I was like, okay, I got to find a way to do this. You know, I'm a single mom, you know, my, my mom does live with me and she does help me. And she was here before the accident because I had to take call. And so, you know, she was there. Um, but you know, I mean, he's my responsibility. Right. So I was like, I got to get up. So I was like, I got to find something else to do. And then I was introduced to continuing education, um, because some ladies were looking to sell their, their business. And unfortunately that sale didn't go through. However, it planted the seed. And so I was like, well, you know, this is something I can do. And then what I found is that it fulfilled the need for me because, you know, going from provider to patient has been shocking mm -hmm. because I didn't realize how vulnerable being a patient really is. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, you hear the stories and you hear the statistics about how women's complaints aren't really listened to. Right. And you hear how, you know, black women's pain is under, you know, undervalued. And, right. but when you're the statistic, right. it yeah. hits different. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I, you know, had the opportunity to do education for providers, I was like, well, I can't directly affect patient, you know, outcomes anymore, mm -hmm. but I can talk to providers who affect patient outcomes. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. I can tell the providers, you know, how much it sucks to be a patient, right. <laughs> right. you know, right. and how these statistics are real. Like mm -hmm. they're not something that people just write on a piece of paper and, you know, for you to ignore, no, they are real right. and you need okay. to pay attention to them and you need to treat right. people like humans. Right. Right, right. So I'm sorry. I think I answered way more than your question. <laughs> no, 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 you were good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. No, that was totally no. good. Yeah, good. Because you gave us, you know, you gave us a, a different perspective. You know, you took it from the educational side to the advocacy side as a patient. So, you know, people need to understand that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, being a patient, it just, man. It, it changes your whole, yeah, your whole perspective. It just like gives you like, and it kind of gives you an understanding of like, uh, what the providers also have to deal with when you know because it, it kind of gives you both sides of it because you know that sometimes you know you think like oh man you know the stress of stuff of dealing with and being a provider also you know because you know sometimes the patient provider relationship is kind of misconstrued about certain things so it, it gives clarity on both sides it is yeah and i you know i'm that's something else i'm working on is i'm working on patient advocacy and it's been on my heart for 3 years it just keeps being on my heart and being on my heart and i just it, it won't let go so you know i have to do something about it you know besides what i'm doing with education with providers you know i have to do something about patient advocacy 
um, because I just, patients don't know what they don't know. Right. And I think that that is what bothers me the most is, you know, that they're, they just, there's just not enough information. And, And I'm not real sure how, you know, who's responsible that that's the thing that's been running through my head lately is like who's responsible to give people information so that they can be better informed like right. for example right. with um pharmacy programs like you know people who can't afford medications and who are you know sacrificing bills or not eating to buy a medication like who's responsible to tell them about that medication um program is it the provider is it the pharmacy, you know, person at the pharmacist, like, I don't know, like, and I think that that's a big part of why patients don't know what they don't know, because nobody's responsible for telling them that, right? right. Like, nobody's right, taken right. on the responsibility. Right. So, um, so yeah, that I just, it's just, I got to do something about it. <laughs> you're right. I, you're right about that. My mom, she recently retired and, you know, she got on Medicare and everything and Aetna is her provider and they've called for a billion different reasons, but then she just found out that just found out now she's been retired for two years, just found out that CVS is the preferred, preferred pharmacy so that means she her bills are cut in half for prescription drugs are cut in half like most of them she doesn't even pay for but for a whole year she's been using Walgreens and nobody told her so she was paying like $50 for something that now she's only getting for four you know what I'm saying like who like somebody should have said something somewhere <laughs> right right, so, right. Like, like like who's responsible is it the insurance right. company I mean, you know, don't get me started on insurance companies. <laughs> okay. That'd be a whole nother episode and a half. Right, right, right. But like you said, somebody should have said something because especially once you retire, you have a different income. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and it could cover all kinds of reasons except for to tell her, well, ma'am, you'd be saving thousands of dollars if you go for the CVS. So that's just, so you're right. We need advocacy. We definitely do um, need that out there. So now that you're a full-time entrepreneur, what do you love most about being an entrepreneur? Um, I love the flexibility. Um, I love the fact that there's, that I don't have guilt about, you know, not being able to, like Mm -hmm. I can listen to my body. And if I'm not able to work that day, you know, it's okay. I mean, like there's still a certain amount of guilt, you know, like when I can't meet deadlines, but it's not the same guilt of calling, you know, a a provider and saying, Hey, I can't come in and see patients today. Right. Right. You know um, I mean, that's, that's the best part of it. So, so beyond what you previously told us, what have you found to have been most challenging about being an entrepreneur now? Making sure I make profit. <laughs> profit, those dollars. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. That um, can be a know, challenge. Sacrificing, you know, the fact that doing what I love versus, you know, making sure is this financially worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, trying to balance that, especially being on a restricted income. You right. know, I, I'm like, right. you know, I, I have to be really careful 
not to put myself in financial jeopardy um, to make sure that, you know, I'm okay. Like this, this year we only are doing one conference because last year, I, well, this is my third conference that we're doing in October, but um, mm -hmm. the one that I had at the end of last year, you know, I had really low attendance and it, I thought at first that it was just me because I was new and, you know, the, the name okay. wasn't out there. So um, I started getting in touch with other continuing education, you know, companies, bigger ones, medium-sized ones. And I found out that it's just the industry that, mm. you know, continuing education in person is just, was just not where it was at last year. Right, right, right. right. So that made me feel better. It didn't make my pocket feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's not you now, you know. Yeah. Right. But I knew right. it wasn't me. I knew right. I didn't need to like close the business. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. So I just knew that I needed to maybe pivot and think right. smaller because I don't have the pockets of these bigger companies. Right, right. So yeah, making profit is... Right challenging you know and I think you're one of the first people to actually mention that I mean a lot of people have said different things but nobody actually said making profit which is in essence one the of the main, that's why we because that's why we become entrepreneurs but it's like you know just because you have an idea doesn't mean the money's going to come <laughs> and you got it it takes time to figure out what the working formula is you know um you know, besides marketing and connecting to the right people and everything, there's so much into making that profit. And then once you make a profit, how to keep it, you know, how to keep it um, consistent, you know? So yeah, I think you're one of the first that actually mentioned that. And that is a big thing that really is. So well, I appreciate it's, that. It's embarrassing, right? Nobody wants to come on, <laughs> on a podcast, you know, <laughs> and say, you know, to the world, hey, you know, I'm afraid I won't make profit, right? Um, I'm just one of the crazy people that are transparent. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I believe in honesty. Yes. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we have to have those tough conversations. I mean, otherwise, everybody else out there feels alone. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, right. But yeah, you don't have to be embarrassed, you know, because that's the reality of it. And I think there are people who are in the same boat it's not like all entrepreneurs are making boatloads of money. So right. there have to be people, like you say, that they come on here, give their transparency, give their real stories. And that's the beauty of our podcast, you know, because make people feel, okay, wow, she's going through the same thing too. So I can, I can understand her. I can, I can feel, and they can, you know, be in the same situation. So Well, and you know, and you know, the one of the reasons why some people are embarrassed to actually admit it because on social media, you always got people talking about, well, if you ain't making no money, you got a hobby. You don't have a business. Yeah, well, that's that's, right. <laughs> and the thing is that kind of actually rubs me the wrong way. And I, I, I choose not to say anything because you know how people get salty or whatever, but my thing about that is when you become an entrepreneur, when you first start a business, you're not making money right off the bat. So, so to keep saying that to people, somebody is going to give up because yeah. of that, because you're telling them you don't have a business. No, they have a business. They just haven't figured out 
what they need to do and how they need to do things to bring in the profit. But that does not mean they don't have business. Now, I could see if you said after five years, they haven't made any money. I could see if you said that, you know what I'm saying? But but people don't preference it that way. Oh, well, if you ain't bringing in no money, you you don't have a business, you have a hobby. And it's, it's so much more than that. And, and you know what? A hobby can be a business. Yes. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, so let's, the truth be told. So, I mean, that's why you have people that won't admit it. You know, I don't always, uh, that's the thing with being, being an entrepreneur. I don't always make money all the time. It's not always consistent. You know, sometimes I bring in nothing. Sometimes I bring in 2000, you know, you never know. But I still keep on going. I still keep pressing on because, like you said, there's certain parts of my business where I'm actually helping people and it's giving me fulfillment. When I was doing customer service, I did not feel fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? So that's what makes me happy and keeps going. But yeah, you have to be transparent about it. But no, not many people have ever mentioned that at all. And, and that's the core essence of of the struggle of being an entrepreneur is hitting that sweet spot where you can make money, replicate it and keep doing it on a consistent basis, you know? Um, and some people, they, they adapt hustle mentality to keep the money flowing. No, that's not what entrepreneurship is about. You're not supposed to hustle for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> At some point in time, you're supposed to give it up and just relax and chill and let that's the money right. just deposit on its own. So you know, and that's where you see where some people have gotten it, you know, misconstrued. So I definitely appreciate your, your open and honesty there. Yeah. I, you know, I think if more of us were honest um, about the fact that we struggle with profit, you know, at the beginning, then I think we would help each other because, you know, one thing that I run into, you know, when I try to, you know, get speakers or, you know, try to, you know, get people to collaborate with is the first thing that they want to talk about is money. Right. And, you know, I go, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm new and, you know, yeah, I, I do reimburse you, but you know, it's not, you know, it's not like right. the big people do. <laughs> you know, right. There's right. not much right. money in continuing education, you know? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's hard because, you know, some people forget where they started from. Yes. And so, you Absolutely. know, when I'm not, you know, throwing a whole lot of money their way, then it's like, oh, I, I can't help you. Right. Right. You know? right. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to find somebody else who can. Right. We're all here to help each other. It's not, right. you know, it's right. not always about money. Now, I believe the speakers should get paid. Please hear me on that. I'm just saying that sometimes it's not always about money. Sometimes it's also about exposure and helping each other. Right, 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 right. And then you have some people that automatically do the bartering. And I'm not totally against bartering, but it has to be a mutual relationship. You know yes. what I'm saying? We both have to be getting something from it. And some people I find that they just are so afraid to spend money, to invest money, that they always looking for a barter instead mm -hmm. of a partnership. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we have to look at situations where, okay, we need to be a partner in this where we're both getting equally something back. And then other situations, yeah, we can barter, you know? You have to just look at each situation differently. 
you know, that that could be part of the problem is that, you know, maybe the people who I'm interacting with have been burned, you know, mm-hmm. so that could mm-hmm. be part of the problem. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And they have. And I've had that situation before, too. Somebody didn't want to pay me as much as I was asking for. And I wasn't asking for a whole lot. I'm a middle road type of person and but what it was is that the previous person they had worked with who I actually knew charged them an arm and a leg and did not deliver so therefore they were scared to pay me what I was asking for so I mean I couldn't fault them at that at all so yeah some people have been burned before and you just have to you know prove to them your value and your worth and you know you know under promise over delivering that that yes yes you know so let me ask you, as far as you, I know you're new into this entrepreneurship journey, you have um, put on there that you've only been doing it for about 15 months, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So has that impacted in your relationships with your fam, uh, family and friends in any positive or negative mm-hmm. ways? Do they think you're crazy? <laughs> Anything like that? Um, to be transparent, um, I, my, most of my family doesn't know that I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> okay. and thankfully they they don't listen to podcasts so I'm <laughs> wow. yeah so we're in other words we're going to keep it that way for a little bit and you know and actually I've been transparent with them because you know they've noticed that I've been taking business classes and you know that I've been on a lot of um you know, Zooms, like when they call and, you know, and I've told them, you know, it's because in the past, you know, you've been a little bit negative, you know, Mm. when I've told you what I'm doing and, you know, I can't take the negativity. (laughs) So, you know, I'm going to wait till, you know, I'm in a bad position (laughs) to tell you what's going on. Right, right, right. You know, just say it. Because right now, all that negativity ain't going to help me. That's right. That's right. But um, as far as my friends, the the few that I've told, um, and hopefully the rest don't listen to podcasts, um, you know, they've been, <laughs> they've been um, you know, really supportive. They, I mean, you know, they really have, um, except for, you know, being concerned about, you know, the money part um, and, you know, just watching me struggle. But, um, you know, I, I mean, other than that, you know, they've been, you know, pretty positive, um, but not very many live here. Um, you know, we moved here to be close to uh, my dad and my stepmom. And then my dad and my stepmom moved to Florida. <laughs> oh. oh, this seduces. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I had the first um, grandchild um, and it's a boy and we, we don't have very many boys in our family, mm-hmm. you know, from, from my dad's side, not my, not mm-hmm. my stepmom. And so, you know, my dad was thrilled. It was the boy he always wanted, right? Right, right, right. So then when my son turned about, it was like seven or eight. They were like, <laughs> well, that was enough. going to retire in Florida. You enough. coming with us, right? Uh, he was like, no. No, no. I'm not going to Florida. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to stay right here in Georgia. Wow. So, he's from he's Florida. A, he's from Florida. So he's a little sensitive. You say it like that. I mean, I I lived in Orlando, and I just I couldn't go back. I'm just and you know the school systems, and you know, not saying Georgia got y'all beat, but I'm just saying. I'm currently living in Georgia, so I don't know about that one either. Yes, see, that's so funny. So so funny. Yeah, move around. 
Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm trying to come back. I'm just trying. going to the next one. Okay. But, um, but yeah, um, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, uh, everybody's for the most part been supportive that now. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so what's, what's the worst thing that ever happened with you being an entrepreneur now? Ooh. Well, I made a mistake like right off the bat, right off the bat. Um, like I mentioned, you know, the two ladies were, um, selling their education business. Mm-hmm. And so, um, one of them, um, had cancer. And so, you know, they, you know, were selling the business. So, um, when we went to, you know, talk about it and, you know, decided to, to sell, you know, they didn't want to drop a contract. They said they didn't believe in contracts that they, you know, did you know, believe that people would be honest and truthful mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. And <laughs> even though, you know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, you did decide, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it, it was bad. It, it was really bad. Um, you know, we had a difference. Um, we had different understanding of what a combined conference meant. You know, um, we had a combined conference, which was supposed to be their last conference and my first conference. And, um, you know, to me, when you have, you know, a combined conference um, that you're both sponsoring, that means you split the cost. Right. Right. Well, to them, that meant that I paid all the costs and we split the profits. (laughs) Wow. Where they do that at? (laughs) <laughs> thank you thank you okay thank you so they accused me of all kinds of things um that aren't, weren't nice and um so then they quit talking to me and decided not to sell me their business and slandered me and blah 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 which is wow. which is another reason why I'm slow growing um but um I mean it, it was definitely a lesson learned yeah, yeah. um yeah never again um you know <laughs> I, I don't care who you are you won't you gonna sign a contract right you know? exactly you know? and um We're you know no offense business. it's not not personal you know right. it's it's business mm-hmm. you know and and since that time I have that's why I'm always on zoom calls you know not that you know I'm doing a whole lot of important business but because I'm taking business classes Look, right. I'm a nurse first okay right. Right. all this business stuff I I just didn't have a good idea mm-hmm. but now I do right. <laughs> I mean you know now I do because I'm on Eventbrite every week going oh okay oh all right okay yeah mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn about that this week mm-hmm. or you know I'm in score or you know all the other good things I'm in an incubator you know I've taken the NASDAQ milestones um you know course you know, I mean, I'm educating myself because right. I don't want to be made to look like Boo Boo the Fool and lose that much right. money ever again. Right, right. Have you signed up for Bank of America? I don't, I don't know about Bank of America. Okay, I'll um, send you an email on it. They have a course, a women's entrepreneurship course that I graduated from. It's a certificate program and um, it's through eCornell, so Cornell University, and it's completely paid for, but it's for women entrepreneurs. And they teach you basically from beginning to end of what you need to know about running a business. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause that would help me with my advocacy business that I'm, you know, working on. Yes. So, and then, um, they now it, it may be full, but they have a waiting list. They always have a waiting list and they like every so few months, they open it up again for like another thousand women. Cause they've gotten such a great response to it. So yeah. Um, when we're done, I'll um, get the the link for you. So it's definitely awesome. That's awesome. And then they have a, a Facebook group for when you graduate and your alumni and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really supportive. So yeah, I, I love it. Girl, when I did it, when I signed up for it, it took me three years to get in. But it was on time. When I got in, it was right on time. Now, everybody else, it hasn't taken them that long, but that's how big it got for people to get in. But yeah, it hasn't taken that long now, but yep, they constantly open it up for more women. So. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm all for it. Yeah. So you've definitely bounced back from that situation. That that is crazy. Um, So would you say that situation taught you something that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started, when you first got into being an entrepreneur, or was it something else that you wish you had known? Um, I'm, I mean, you know, not only as an entrepreneur, I mean, because, you know, the, there were lots of things through that situation, you know, that I didn't mention that, that, mm-hmm. you know, that I wish I would have known. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, also, I mean, it, I've always been too trusting of people, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was also just a, another personal confirmation <laughs> that, you know, I, you know, you can't trust people at their word, right? you know, not, you know, you can't be so trusting. Right. And, you know, that's just something that I need to continue to work on. Right, right, right. Oh, I agree with you there. I learned that too. It's just like you said, it's not personal. You just have to business is business, especially when it comes down to your money, your livelihood. You know, it's nothing personal. I got to have this in writing. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, definitely. yeah. Because people don't care, you know, they, you know, because, you know, that they were so caring at the beginning and at the end, mm-hmm. you know, they got cutthroat. And it was right. just like, what what happened? <laughs> like where where they do that at? Right, right, so, right, right, you know, right, right. For something that you know seems so cut and dry to me, right. But you know, again, you know, people interpret things differently, and that's what I just had to keep reminding myself every time I got upset. You know, like you know, when I started making it personal, you know, right. I was like, people interpret things differently. There's no reason, you know, to, to make this personal. This is about business. You know, they thought this way, you thought this way. And, you know, as long as you keep thinking that, then, you know, you're fine. And, you know, with that also, you have to learn how to show people that you're serious as well. Because I know at one point in time, um, since I do graphic design, and sometimes I would give people payment plans. And they were so grateful and appreciative to, to for me for doing it. But then sometime around that second or third payment, it would get late. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is my livelihood. <laughs> this is how I put food on the table. But they, in their mind, out of all the bills that they have, my bill was the one that they could skip on or whatever. 
no, you need to communicate that to me. And then, and then, so what I eventually did, whether you were a longtime client or not, I now have it in my contract. Um, I, I did like you did. I started doing contracts. And then now I also have it in my contracts that there will be a late fee. And then I also have it in there that I will dismiss you as a client as well, because that's my livelihood. Just because you decided that my bill isn't important doesn't mean it's not important. You know what I'm saying? So definitely you have to show people that you're about your business as well. Exactly. And even when you're dealing with family, because like my, you know, my, my, my cousin did my website and, you know, I told her before she told me, I want to sign a contract mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I don't want there to be any bad blood between us. You know, right, of course right. that was after my, you know, my bad, my bad experience, but right. I was like, I want to sign a contract, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yes, too. So what's been the best thing that's happened to you since you became an entrepreneur? The best thing is that I've been able to be present for my son. Um, because since all this has happened, um, my son has really needed my support um, because he's had some challenges with mental health. And, um, you know, he has some anxiety, so he's missed a lot of school. And, you know, if I would have been in a regular job, you know, I've been calling out, I, pro- I would have lost a job, you know, right. because of all the times that I would have had to call out to stay home with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, recently he's started having some leg pain and now he has leg weakness and he's walking around on a walker oh, and, wow. you know, we don't know what's going on. Like, you know, I've taken him to the ER twice, you know, I have no idea what's going on. And, you know, while it doesn't seem like it should be a fight to get him to specialists and get doctors to take me seriously, (laughs) once again, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. Mm -hmm. And so if I didn't have the freedom of entrepreneurship, I wouldn't be able to be there for him like I am now. Right, right. So I'm, I'm very thankful that, I mean, really not just to be an entrepreneur, but that I had the accident. Right. Because if I wouldn't have had the accident, I wouldn't have been an entrepreneur. Right. So, um, you know, even though I'm still in pain every day, I mean, I have a stimulator in my back that tricks my brain into thinking that I'm not in pain. And um, I still have um, procedures like I had a procedure the other last week um, to burn the nerves in my in my neck to help with my pain. But I mean, I do it all over again, just to be able to be present for my son mm-hmm. and, um, you know, to be here to help him. So I'm, I'm thankful. Wow. Are you able to walk? Are you, are you paralyzed or anything? What's, what happened? No, I'm able to walk. I just can't stand for long periods of time mm, Okay. Um, because okay. It, it just, it just starts to hurt. Mm, okay. Okay. Wow. Praise yeah. for you. Definitely. I, I love your energy and your resiliency. How do you deal with like moments of doubt when you're going through something you're trying to push through? How do you deal with that? Um, I remind myself that somebody else has it worse, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, I could be paralyzed, you know, mm-hmm. I could, mm-hmm. you know, I could not be here, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
this is not the worst that it could be. You know, we could be homeless. Um, you know, we are so blessed to be where we are and really to have, you know, the resources that I have the knowledge to look for the resources, right? I mean, that's one thing about being on disability. That's another reason why I became an entrepreneur, to get off disability. Right. You know, the government cries and cries about, you know, how many people rely on the government and stuff, Mm -hmm. but what are they doing to get us off, Mm -hmm. to, to stop relying on them? Right. Like there are, I mean, little to no resources to, you know, help me build a business and get off disability. Right, <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, like most of, you know, the funds are, you know, for, you know, people who don't have any money or, you know, they're like different criterias that I don't meet. And right. it, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. It's so frustrating so I understand that I understand anyway but that but but that's that's how I do I I just remind myself that you know it could be worse it could be so much worse I love that I love that so what would be although you're new in your entrepreneurship what would be the one piece of advice that you would give to someone that's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur um, do a business plan. <laughs> yes. I hate business plans, but I see the value in them. Um, even if it's just a one page business plan, mm-hmm. um, for you to have a snapshot of what you are planning to do, um, makes so much more sense than just diving headfirst in like I did mm-hmm. with this business. You know, you just can't go out there or you can, I mean, some people I'm sure are successful just going out there and starting something, but, um, you know, I, I knew nothing about a business plan when I, when I decided I had never even heard the words business and plan together. So, um, yeah, do a business plan, um, you know, have an outlook Mm -hmm. on, on what you're going to do and have some knowledge in finances, accounting, that that stuff is blowing my mind right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's, hey, that's why I said the Bank of America, they helped me figure, finally figure out the, the financial part of the business plan, because I even was trying to pay somebody to help me with that, but that, they, they had that part in there, the pro forma part in there, so I was like, oh, shucks down, and it clicked, it finally clicked, so, yeah, Girl, it's important. <laughs> I have taken, like, I think three accounting classes, like, that I have, you know, paid for mm-hmm. through school, and I'm just like, mm-mm. <laughs> I'm like I, I can dilute some Ativan, morphine, yeah, I can, wow. you know, okay. fentanyl. Yeah, that kind of This, okay. Okay. <laughs> this stuff. I don't know what okay. the world is going on. I can balance a checkbook, but I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and that's the thing for me with the business plan. It's like where are you grabbing these numbers from to do a projection? Like, it's like, uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, if only, yeah, they give you a whole chart with some numbers plugged in and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's when it clicked for me, but yeah, you definitely need a business plan. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, let, <laughs> well, tell our listeners how they can 
um, connect with you if they wanted to do continuing education as a provider, nurse practitioner, or how to just connect with you on social media? Okay. We are on all platforms at Educatrix. It's E-D-U-C-A-T-R-I-X as an X-ray. A is an Apple, P is in Paul, S is in Sam. And um, then go to our website, which is um, Educatrix, E-D-U-C-A-T-R-I-X as an X-ray, seminars with an S on the end.com. And if you go to our events page, that tells you about all the classes that we have to offer. Um, and we have a event coming up in October. That's the big event that I'm getting speakers for together now. And I'm just so excited because we're going to be talking about sexual abuse and um, osteoporosis. We're also talking about legal stuff in nursing. I'm just, I'm just really, really excited. And then if you want to reach me on email, um, it's hello at educatrixseminars.com. So thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure and a joy. Definitely love talking to you and, and like, Cashatory State, your resiliency. I love it. Well, thank you. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you guys so much for having me on. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, like I said, um, once we edit this and everything and go through the calendar, I'll shoot you the email and let you know when we're going to drop you and give you the promo graphics so you can help promote. Okay. 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 I, I, I should have known that you do graphics because I love the one that you did behind you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yes, it's yes, awesome. It's thank awesome. You. Thank but really, you guys, it, I mean, this was a lot of fun. I've been on, you know, about a dozen podcasts by now. But I mean, this was by far my favorite. Don't tell nobody. But yeah. <laughs> We're going to tell everybody. Awesome. So, <laughs> well, thank, thank you, guys. Well, thank you. Now, do you have a podcast yourself? I am thinking, well, I'm trying to start one about advocacy. I just haven't jumped. Okay. I got too much going on with my son and okay. I'm trying to get there. Okay. Okay. Well, definitely let us know. Cause I definitely see it. I, I can see you for what you do and in the seminars that you have, I can see you having one. Don't okay. stress about your frequency. If you just do one a week, one a month, whatever, don't stress about it, but just get yourself out there. And we started on, um, it was called Anchor, but now it's podcast by Spotify and it's completely free. So definitely. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Oh, and I, we'll I'll send my, um, my picture to you just in case I didn't send it to you before. Yes, yes, yes. Well, okay. let us know and we'll definitely support you. And like I said, I'm going to go through my email and get that um, Bank of America eCornell um, link for you. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. Y'all have a good day. You, you too. too. Bye. Okay. Bye. IRS notices can be intimidating, but waiting to act could cost you your valuable taxpayer rights. Don't try to handle the IRS alone. These agents are trained to track you into agreements designed to collect as much money as possible. Don't pay thousands of dollars to a marketing company claiming to be a tax resolution firm. Get behind the shield. The enrolled agents at Elite A Tax and Financial Services are experts at tax resolution, protecting taxpayers' rights, and are federally licensed to represent taxpayers before the IRS. Elite A Tax and Financial Services has the knowledge, skill, and experience to assist you with audit representation, liens, levies, offers and compromise, innocent spouse relief, wage garnishment, back taxes, and more. 
Don't lose sleep, time, or your rights as a taxpayer. Make your appointment today at EliteAidFinancial.com to schedule a consultation and get the IRS off your back. Get behind the shield. Thank you for listening to our show today. If there was any part that you liked, please feel free to drop us a voice message. Next week, we'll be talking to Dora Bro, a photographer who has mastered the art of capturing magical memories and immortalizing them forever. Also, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and share on all of our social media platforms. Until next time, peace.